From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by J.D. Spencer of Spencer Web Solutions and Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we'll talk about how to use streaming devices for your TV, such as a Chromecast and Roku, and how to keep viruses and malware off your tech devices at home. Parents, what can you do to keep inappropriate content off your children's tech devices? Give us a call today at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll have some tech news right after the news. This is Think Radio on MPB. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined by J.D. Spencer of Spencer Web Solutions and Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we're going to talk about how to use streaming devices for your TV, such as a Chromecast and Roku, and how to keep viruses and malware off your tech devices. Parents, what can you do to keep inappropriate content off your children's tech devices? We'll talk about that today. You can give us a call at any time, 877 877- Seven MPB ring is the number. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Wiltz is with me in studio. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well. So tell us a little bit about what you do at New Core Steel and Flowood and as an IT instructor. Well, over in uh, a lot of people probably don't even realize we have a steel mill hiding over there in Flowood, but we actually do. And I've commonly referred to myself over there as kind of the IT guy. It's um, just whatever they kind of need, a lot of desktop support, making sure that our teammates stay connected with everything. Um, of course, we're linked into a fairly large corporate infrastructure throughout the uh, U.S. A uh, little shameless plug for Nucor. We're the, the largest steel manufacturer and largest recycler in North America. So there's wow. there's quite a few of us around there. And you know, just making sure they stay connected and the uh, the teammates get what they need to, to basically get their job done and go home and, and make it happy. But one of the big things we also like to do is make sure they have what they need when they go home as well. So really mm-hmm. a big part of that is, is reaching out to them, making sure that they're not only safe and happy at work, but also that their their computers are happy at the house as well. Well, I wanted to share a little tech news. Uh, I heard yesterday, or maybe it was a couple of days ago, that the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 is gone for good. Now, I've been doing some traveling, and they've been making the announcement. If you have a Samsung Galaxy Note 7, you have to turn it completely off. You can't even put it in airplane mode because they had been blowing up, literally. Uh, so did you hear about that story? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been... Um you know, it, it's kind of like you have the the Ford guys and the Chevy guys kind of going back and forth between apples and apples and Androids, and this has been making a lot of uh, a lot of people scratching their head, and a lot of people who were really excited when the Samsung Seven came out, and yeah, it seemed like the uh, the replacement devices that came out that we're replacing some of them with those batteries weren't quite doing as well either, so now they're just a hundred percent off the market. Yeah, and it's so interesting because now people are getting confused with the Samsung Galaxy S7, not the Note. And so I I wonder how it is affecting sales of those other Samsung devices. Well, it's definitely given them a, um, 
it, it's definitely given them a little a little knock around there. I think that it's gonna they're gonna have to do some some pretty good PR to get on out there. But I think they'll get on in front of it. I mean, Samsung's got a pretty big machine behind them. They make a good product. It's a solid product. Um, you know, they just ran into some manufacturing here, and it's like we've seen with a lot of the other companies. Sony's been through it as well. They had some. Uh, some issues back in the past with some some battery packs on the laptops that were having the same heat issue. Mm-hmm. I think as we're trying to get these things to do a lot more, do a lot more, and we want, you know, what's everyone want out of their phone? They want stronger battery life. They want longer battery life. And I think as we're pushing those envelopes, it's causing, I think they'll get back out in front of it. But yeah, they're going to have some, uh, they're going to have some PR to do. Check. Check yeah. one, two. Uh, oh, there's JD. <laughs> yeah, uh, folks, as I mentioned, JD Spencer is joining us uh, via Skype, and he's going to be talking with us also about Chromecast and Roku and how to use those streaming devices. JD, we can hear you now. Can you hear us? No, not quite. Okay, still troubleshooting there. All right, Jonas, we're just going to bring him down for a moment, um, and we'll see if we can't figure that out on the break. But I wanted to give the number to our listeners, 877-MPB-RING, if you had any thoughts about that Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Are you now kind of looking funny at all the Samsung Galaxy or Samsung products? Are you going to stick with iPhone? If you have any thoughts on that, maybe you had the Note 7 and like to share your thoughts on that. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. All right, well, so the the conversation, uh, in addition to the Chromecast that we're going to have today, is really important when we're talking about filtering home Internet content, how to keep uh, malware and things like that off your devices. We're going to get into that today, which is really, really important for children and parents alike. Many of us own several tech devices, iPads, laptops, cell phones, you name it. And so it's really important to maintain that safety. Uh, When we talk about malicious content, um, on phones and things like that. How do you get those things on your devices? Is it something that you, the tech user, are doing wrong uh, that might cause a malicious uh, type thing to get on your phones? Yeah, well, you know, if we were having this conversation a few years ago, um, a lot of times you would actually start pointing to, oh, well, you're going to sites you shouldn't be going to. You're opening up emails that you shouldn't be going to. But unfortunately, um, kind of in this day and age, and I tell this to a lot of a lot of folks that ask me that same question, it's not always something that you've done. Um, in all honesty, a lot of sites that are actually legitimate, totally legitimate sites out there are actually being infected. We kind of affectionately call them drive-by infections. You you may end mm-hmm. up on a on a news site or, or a site that's totally legitimate. Um, and be, because of shortcomings of that particular website, someone's managed to infect it. They've managed to get something on there. And as a result of you visiting it, you do get infected. So so not nearly as much of that problem anymore. Well, and you, you mentioned something uh, interesting there when you said that websites look legitimate, um, which is interesting because sometimes websites do look, okay, like this is safe to use. And then you click on it and some kind of uh, adware or spyware pops up. And then once you click it, then you become victim to something that, you know, you just kind of were misled about. Well, exactly. Especially uh, a lot of people, a lot of listeners have probably seen that, you know, popping up, oh, your computer is infected with X number of viruses. Click this link and we'll take care of it for you. You know, the, the random pop up when you visit a site, uh, those are becoming more and more more and more common. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about examples of malicious things, uh, we t- think about malware, spyware, adware. Uh, what are those things? Well, malware actually kind of encompasses a lot. You know, we, we hear the term virus quite a bit, but, it, you know, it can be um, 
couple of common terms, of course, you have your viruses that are very similar to the viruses that you and me would get, say like the flu virus. They kind of float on around. But we also have something called worms. When you worms. Hear that. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> okay. They'll kind of creep and crawl through your system, and they can crawl by themselves, actually, just like a real worm, and, and they'll go through there. Um, and, and along with that, you'll hear some other things such as the Trojan horses mm-hmm. or Trojans, very much like the old story of Troy where it looked like it was something really good, um, but in all honesty, it was actually hiding something malicious behind there. A couple of the other terms that you come up, you know, we pretty much put wear behind everything. Um, adware, it... All of us are probably very familiar with those ads that will constantly pop up, constantly pop up that are, you know, trying to sell you something. And if you ever notice, if you go and you ever, you know, um, a while back my wife and I were looking at a new car and then miraculously all of the ads we were seeing on our computer had to do with the car. Right. (laughs) So they're they're seeing that and what they're doing is they're trying to just get that targeted marketing towards you. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can get rid of malware and uh, get into some antivirus software as well. If you're listening this morning, listeners, are you having issues with uh, viruses on your particular devices? If you're having trouble with malware or spyware, you're wanting to know how to get rid of these things, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. Additionally, if you have any thoughts about the Samsung Galaxy Note 7, uh, does it make you afraid to get any Samsung device now? Give us a call at 877-672-747. Six four, or you can email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Um, so what what kind of uh, program could you use to get malware off of a device? Well, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of them out there. Some of them are, um, some of them are much more effective than others. Mm. Uh, personally, and on my home computer, I actually just use the built-in, you know, from Windows 7 and above, Microsoft actually built-in antivirus and anti-malware um, programs onto the computer. It's called Microsoft Inter- uh, Oh, what are they calling it now? Microsoft Security Essentials mm-hmm. is uh, one of the terms for it. It's built in. It's automatically there. There's no additional fees or anything on there. Uh, a couple of other products out there some people like to use would be uh, Avira, A-V-I-R-A. They make a really good anti-malware program as well as Avast, A-V-A-S-T. Are those free? Those are free. Oh, good. Those are free. Those two would actually, every now and then, you may see a, a you know, they'll they'll throw an ad or ad or two at you, trying to get you to buy, you know, some upgrades, but not necessary. It's a fully functioning program without it. Another one that's really really popular, and I use this a lot, uh, both personally and professionally, is one called Malware Bytes, mm-hmm. and that Bytes is spelled B Y T E S. Um, that is a great little free program, and what it can really do is it just crawls through your system and can pull out a lot of things, um, a lot of things that really cause that common complaint that we hear about computers. My computer's running slow. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear that quite a bit, and that malware bytes really does a good job at that. Now, with the antivirus software, does it automatically update, or is that something you have to do manually? No, all of, all of those now, um, currently, it's all an automatic update. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll have J.D. Spencer join us, and we'll talk a little bit about Chromecast and Roku, and uh, we'll continue talking about things like malware and spyware, adware, how you can get these things off your devices, and also antivirus software. If you're listening this morning, maybe you've had an issue with having a virus on your computer or your device, and you want some advice about that, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also, if you have the Chromecast, or the Roku, the Amazon Fire TV. Uh, Let us know how those things are working for you when it comes to streaming. 877-MPB-RING is the number or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. 
is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined by J.D. Spencer of Spencer Web Solutions and Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we're talking about how to use streaming devices for your TV, such as the Chromecast and Roku. If you're listening this morning, you have one of the, these devices, let us know how you like it. Or maybe you're considering getting one and you need some advice about that and how they work, give us a call. We're also talking about viruses and how to keep them off your tech devices, uh, malware, things like that. Parents, what can you do to keep inappropriate content off your children's devices. Call us if you have any questions or comments. All our lines are currently open. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, J.D., we're going to try this for the third time, and I think the third time is a charm. uh, Are are you on, J.D.? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me this morning. Absolutely. It took a minute to get you on, but you are on and we're we're glad to have you on. Um, so, uh, J.D., we wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, these streaming devices, which are very, very popular now because you have Netflix and all these other things that, that we want to watch different series outside of regular TV. Uh, so talk with us a little bit. First of all, we can start with Chromecast about what does a Google Chromecast do? Well, uh, so Chromecast, the basic purpose for it is so that you can watch um, content that might be on, um, you know, a smaller device like a laptop or a phone. You can watch that on your HDTV. Um, And basically it's a device that you plug into your TV's HDMI port, and it's powered uh, by a power cable, which – you know, as a USB cable that you can um, basically plug into the wall like a phone charger, or you can plug it directly into the back of your TV if your TV has a USB port, which most uh, HD TVs do. Um, and basically, you can use your um, mobile device or laptop as a remote control and um, either screen mirror. Um, the uh, mobile phone, or you can even um, mirror a certain tab or whatever tab you're on within um, Google Chrome web browser. And you you can also uh, cast, like you mentioned, the uh, streaming services such as Netflix and Hulu and Hulu Plus, uh, these types of things, these types of uh, streaming services, you can cast those to your TV and watch them in high definition on you know, your HDTV. So I take it you need an internet internet connection for these streaming devices to work? Uh, yeah, at minimum, you need um, a, a TV with an HDMI port on it. Um, and as I mentioned, you don't necessarily need a USB port, although most TVs that have an HDMI port have a USB port. Uh, some of the earlier HDTVs didn't have uh, USB in addition to HDMI, so you may have an older HDTV, and you would need to plug the Chromecast into the wall. Uh, but uh, and you know what's nice about the, the Chromecast is you can do screen mirroring and uh, 
you know, mirror the tab on your internet browser. And so you really don't even have to have any type of paid subscription, although it does limit, uh, you know, your content choices if you don't have one of those. Um, so, and we can talk later about some of the other devices are a little bit different. But, yeah, because uh, I, I want to get in, in, into the Roku for sure. I know Wilt has a cool story about his Roku and his household, but we do have a caller on the line. Vivian is in Ripley with a comment about the uh, Fire TV. Good morning, Vivian. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, yes, hey, I've good got morning, the Vivian. Amazon Fire TV uh, with the remote and the little box. I love it. I mean, especially if you're a Prime member, you can uh, you get a lot of shows. For and that's Amazon Prime, right? If you aren't Prime member. Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, is there like a, a monthly or yearly subscription to be on Amazon Prime? On Prime, there is. It's a yearly. I think it's 80-something dollars a year. But just to have the Fire TV, you don't have to be on Prime. You can uh, still use it. Okay. How long have you had the Fire TV? I've probably had it about six months. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's very you, user-friendly? You can, you can get like on it. You can uh, pay subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, any of those. Acorn TV. Uh, the only one I pay a subscription to that's on there is the Acorn TV, and it's only $5 a month. And it has a lot of the same shows that PBS has, and I love that network. Okay, sounds good. So we have one vote for the Fire TV. Vivian, thank you so much for calling. Uh-huh, thank you. All right, 877. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that that's one of the good things about the Chromecast is it will – um, it will uh, integrate with uh, Prime TV uh, from Amazon, so you're getting that. But the, one of the benefits, of course, with the Amazon is that you it has its user interface, which is what she was talking about. All right, 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation today. Uh, we're talking about streaming devices such as the Chromecast. We just got to vote for the Fire TV. If you have a Roku device or maybe you've heard about these things and you're considering getting them and you want more information, call us at 877-MPB-RING. So we want to hear if you have these devices, how they work for you, or if you want them and you need some advice, call us at 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at online. Org. Um, so, J.D., when we talk more about devices like alternative devices, um, in addition to something like the Chromecast. Um, oh, and, and I wanted to mention, I saw something about the Chromecast Ultra, which is kind of an upgrade from this original Chromecast. Uh, what What is that about, J.D.? Is that something folks should be looking at? Yeah, so the, the, the main difference uh, between the regular Chromecast and the Chromecast Ultra is going to be your definition, uh, which is the Chromecast Ultra offers 4K definition. Um, if you are a person who has um, a TV that doesn't offer 4K capability, though, uh, you know, you're really not going to see much more benefit over the uh, Chromecast 2, which is just the, the you know, the, the latest generation of Chromecast. But if you're a person who has, uh, you know, an ultra high def TV that will broadcast in 4K, then the uh, Chromecast Ultra is a very nice option because it has more, a little bit better processing power too, uh, for those HD services. Yeah, I heard that it's uh, really, really fast, uh, and it's supposed to be, yeah, the speed of it is supposed to be pretty fast. Um, we have a couple more calls to get to. We go first to Jennifer in Olive Branch. Good morning, Jennifer. 
Jennifer, you're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, I have a question about uh, Wi-Fi and television and all. My son is about to move into his own home, and, and we're kind of helping him. And uh, trying to see, is, can you get television without having some kind of, like, direct TV or Comcast or, like, where you see the news every day, or do you, how does that work? Okay. Well, I can okay. answer uh, first, J.D. Uh, uh, Jennifer, I don't have cable. Um, I have a an antenna, a TV antenna that picks up the local channels in my area. So I see all the major news networks. Of course, I get MPB, TV, and audio. Um, so, And I get like Bounce TV, just whatever is local in your area, I pick that up. And all I have is this TV antenna. Now, I do have uh, internet through Comcast, Xfinity. Um, but other than that, as far as television and the programs I get, I just get it through that antenna. Uh, J.D., did you have something? Well, no, I'm basically set up the same way, except my Internet provider is different. Uh, But what's really nice about those antennas is that it's HD content uh, because Mm -hmm. the federal government uh, mandated several years ago that uh, all of your local TV stations have to put out an HD signal to regular antennas. So uh, for, you know, about 35 or $45 at Walmart, you can get the HD antennas. And, and I'm set up the same way as you, Sharita, uh, as far as I do have some streaming devices uh, to supplement that. I, I haven't made the jump to get, well, I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but I'm set up um, the same way you are. Yeah, and I put mine in the window, and sometimes you have to adjust it because the signal will kind of jump around. So it's in a different window. I'll put it low. I'll put it on the floor so you kind of have to play around with it. Wilts, did you have anything? Yeah, same thing. We actually use the, um, like you mentioned, the HD antennas, and they're very, very simple to plug in. We use those up at the office. Um, of course, we don't have cable running around up there at work, so we'll put that on a few TVs. When bad weather's coming through, that you can kind of get on over and, and catch some of those weather radars. Mm-hmm. All right, Jennifer, any other questions? One, one more. Just what, just say, for instance, there's a football game on ESPN2. Can you get that on your computer and and, and watch it as it's being played or, or not if you don't have cable? Well, I think at that point you need Internet more than you need cable to get ESPN2. Well, that's what I meant. I meant yeah, can, because can they have... Can you watch that currently, you know, as time is on, on the uh, TV TV, now, television. now, Wilson, J.D., maybe you can help me uh, kind of clarify this, but I know sometimes you have to have a subscription for ESPN if you want to stream something on television. Now, sometimes you can sometimes you can find those free streaming links if you just type in, oh, Michigan is playing Mississippi State, and you put it in Google, and it may uh, pop up. But for some of those things, you need just a streaming subscription for to have access to those things. Okay. Okay. I can I can get in on it or, or, or Will can probably answer it too. Uh so recently, uh in the last couple of years, if you go to ESPN dot com, they are requiring uh some type of cable provider per, uh subscription mm. to be able to access their content. Um an alternative to that is uh one thing that we're probably gonna talk about in this session today is Sling T V. And they offer access, uh, and it's cheaper than cable, but they offer access to 
uh, the live sports channels like ESPN, too. Um, you are correct in that every once in a while you can find uh, a stream that will carry them outside of that, but they're, they often involve a lot of malware. Um, yeah, that's true. And so I try to stay away from those. Uh, the, the only alternative that I've found to, to get ESPN, especially the ESPN content, is to go with Sling TV, and you can get that, you know, for I think now it's gone up to about 30 but it used to be about $20. And I'd be interested in what Walt has to say about it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to uh, definitely agree with you there, J.D., that a lot of everything that I've seen, even the, uh, the, the mobile apps, you know, you can get a lot of your TV channels on your phone and on your tablets now. Um, but they do require that login that you have, say, like with a DirecTV, a Dish, a Comcast, um, some of those. And definitely wanted to reiterate, and it does kind of feed into our our home Internet thing, and that is that a lot of those supposed, you know, you Google out and find a uh, a free stream with the Saints game this week, and you may end up that you uh, you get a lot more than you bargained for for that free stream. It may come something pretty malicious. Yeah, Jennifer, it may help if he has a, a good friend who will let him use his cable log <laughs> login because I do that as well. Oh, good um, idea, good idea. But okay. the, but those free streams, you know, can be a, a little dangerous because it, it's just like if you are trying to watch a free movie. So, right. like, uh, you know, something like Luke Cage. If it says for free, you're paying. You're, you're you can watch something for free that everybody else is paying for. That should kind of raise a, a red flag. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, Jennifer. You. And I think also when it comes to you doing dealing with anything NCAA or NFL, they're very strict on their uh, copyright. Oh laws. yeah, that's true. Uh, Rosina in Braxton wants to talk about the Roku. Good morning, Rosina. What do you have for us? Hey, um, I have a Roku stick. It's not the latest version. I live out in the rural county area, and the uh, my highest download speed is 1.5 megabytes. I don't get the high def. Um, movies, but I get lots of movies. I'm really pleased with Roku. Um, Hulu is one thing that I subscribe to, and I get a lot of nice content there. Not really impressed with the, some of the content on Amazon, Amazon Prime, but um, I think they still have some free Amazon stuff you could try out. Uh, you can't beat the price for like $35, $40 at the most for the stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good, Rosina. Thank you oh, so oh, much. What do y'all think about the Crackle television um, free download uh, streaming? Crackle television? Uh, we uh, Yes, the streaming media. Oh, and did I say I don't have a smart TV? Anyway, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> because of the Roku stick, I can still do all the streaming. But Crackle is free, but it's older stuff. Okay. Uh, Wilts or J.D., have you guys heard of this Crackle thing? I've heard of the Crackle TV and also Play On, that those two are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she said, the, the downside of that is, is it is um, a lot of older um, historical TV, also cartoons and that kind of older cartoons, Um you know, it would be, I tell you what, it would be a great alternative for uh, parents who have cut the cord and they're still looking for uh, content yeah. that maybe wouldn't be available on Netflix. Um, 
But now I did want to mention, uh, you said you had one of the Roku sticks. Did you know that Roku has just put out um, a $30 option that is sort of targeted at uh, some of the Chromecast customers? Uh, but it, you know, so it's cheaper by $5, but it works with an analog TV. Uh, so it, it, it uses um, RCA plugs. Well, no, I, I have a HDMI hookup on my. I just don't have the smart TV where all the um, um, capabilities are already built into to stream or oh, not built right. into the television. Right to do the apps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. They'll collect in, uh, information from me directly through my television. Gotcha. Okay, Rosina, thank you for your call. All right, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. and we get back, we have Frank to get to in Oxford, and we have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. Uh, this morning we're talking about a few things. Uh, these streaming devices like Chromecast, uh, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, if you have one of those, let us know how you like using it, or maybe you're considering getting one and you need some additional thoughts about it. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. And also, while we're talking about devices, we're talking about how to keep them safe and keep viruses off of them. So if you're having issues with viruses being on your tech devices you want to know how to get rid of them things like malware or how to protect what your kids are looking at call us 877-672-7464 that's 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org this is Think Radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by J.D. Spencer of Spencer Web Solutions and Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and Flowwood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we've been talking about how to use these various streaming devices like Chromecast, Roku, Amazon Fire TV. If you have uh, one of those devices and you'd like to let us know how the experience is working for you, give us a call. If you're thinking about getting one and you need a little clarity or a little uh, convincing, call us at 877-MPB-RING. We're also talking about viruses, how to keep those things off your tech devices if you have malware, if, you, if you've experienced some kind of spyware, adware, you want to know how to protect your computers and things from those things, call us at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. We do have a couple lines open. You can also email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Got an email. Uh, what brand of antenna do, do does Sharita have and where did she buy it? This is from Mary. Mary, actually, it was a gift. Um, and I got the antenna last Christmas. And I know they got it from Walmart. And um, Wilts says he has one, too. And so I, once I just pulled up 
the Walmart website, there are many out here that look like mine. The Mohu Mini Flat 25-mile HDTV antenna. It's white. It has a white cord, and it's very simple. You just twist it into the back of the computer, uh, into the back of the television, rather, and then you um, hoist it somewhere in the window to, to get it to work. Wilts, are you aware of what brand you have? I actually have an RCA, and it okay. uh, looks like a little desktop antenna type of thing. You just kind of set it off to the side. It can sit on like a... You can sit on top of your TV if you had a larger TV, but, you know, set it off to a the cabinet underneath it or a bookshelf and just kind of – it's kind of the same thing you were saying. you got to kind of direction it a little bit depending on where you're at in the city. You may want to point it around, but uh, mm-hmm. ours being right here in the Flowood area pick up pretty good. All right. And, yeah, looking at the prices on this Walmart thing, they're like $20. I mean, and there are some that are much more sophisticated in price, but the one I got I think was in that $20 range. It's pretty affordable. Yeah, I think mine was probably right in there too. It wasn't much mm-hmm. more. All right, lots of calls to get to. We go first to Frank in Oxford. Good morning, Frank. What do you have for us? Frank, you're on the air. Hey. Hey. Um, making a comment, I uh, looked into the Roku, too, and while I was looking for it, I discovered Sling TV. When I signed up for Sling TV, it's $20 a month. They mailed me a Roku, too, in the mail for free. Okay. And they were doing that this summer. Uh, I watch, on Sling, I have ESPN, ESPN2, News, SEC, and SEC+. I basically can see every football game out there. Uh, That's how we watch it every week live. Oh, wow, yeah. The only comment I have is that you definitely need an Internet connection of at least 12 megabytes per second, or you're going to constantly be buffering. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Sling website, and, you know, depending on the package you get, yeah, there's 25-plus channels, 40-plus channels, all channels, and you can get a lot of those, you know, stations that really, really stand out on cable TV. So that's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, I w- yeah, I, I watch, uh, we have TCM and AMC, and the uh, FX channels give you all the movies. They come out three or four months after they've been, you know, circled around in red box and all of that mm-hmm. but we watch a lot of current movies all right sounds good well thank you so much for your call frank we appreciate it you're welcome bye-bye all right here's another question um is the unlocked fire stick legal uh, so explain unlocked i didn't know there was a difference between locked and unlocked fire stick uh any thoughts on that jd uh yes so technically the answer is no <laughs> oh just because the official versions, uh, what, what they're talking about is, um, so pretty much every um, software provider or like Google, Microsoft, um, Apple, you know, all these people have um, restrictions on what will integrate with other devices because, you know, as someone who would provide um, – you know, a piece of software, a piece of hardware or something, you certainly don't want or you want to try to avoid, um, you know, your product uh, working with somebody else's product because what a consumer might do is if they like their product a little bit better, they would go with your competition's product. So they put restrictions in place that a lot of times um, makes it where you – for instance, uh, so I have an Amazon Kindle Fire, and it does not integrate well with the, or at all, really, with the Chrome browser 
or um, or let's say something like Google Drive, because Google and um, Amazon are competitors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what you can do, which you know, is you know certainly a a, a judgment call, is you can um, do what's called rooting the device, or a lot of people say would like for an Apple product would say jailbreaking a device or unlocking a device. And it makes it where you can get content and um, certain other services that wouldn't normally be available in the stock version of that device. Um, so, you know, technically I'm not so sure whether it's legal or not legal, but it's not something they want you doing or that they want anybody doing. But I do know that, for instance, with Apple, you know, they – I got to say that they had, they knew that people were going going to unlock their devices, and really, in an unofficial way, depended upon that R and D because some of the things that they've integrated since integrated to into their devices, uh, and I'm sure that this is going to happen with streaming sticks as well, uh, came about because of the R and D that was done through unlocking, and you know when you have developers or super users that are unlocking your devices and equipment, you um, you can't, I mean, the amount of savings you get on that R&D, uh, you know, can save you years in advancing your product. So the official answer I would say would be no. However, people do it, and it's done quite regularly. So, you know, it's not something that's unusual, but so, but I don't know of anybody that's been prosecuted or anything like that from it. Okay. Uh, a couple more calls to get to. Dave is in Biloxi with a question. Good morning, Dave. Yes. Hey. Yeah, I've got a question on the uh, the Sling TV. Mm-hmm. Is there a, does that come with a DVR? Can you record that? Or is there an aftermarket uh, DVR device that you could uh, buy to hook to your TV to record and playback shows? I'll hang up and listen. Okay, Dave, thank you so much for your call. Uh, J.D., do you know the answer to that one? Uh, there is not that I'm aware of uh, because that's sort of, what, uh, that's sort of what you're paying for is that immediate access. And I know that they, they even won't let uh, Sling TV play on certain devices, uh, which are competitors such as. Um, so I have a regular laptop, but I also have a Chromebook for some of the advantages that it provides uh, because a lot, you know, 90% of the time I'm, I'm surfing on the internet and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it has SSD drive and some other things. So I cannot get Sling TV on a Chromebook. And the reason that they haven't immigrate, integrated that into their product is because Google is a direct competitor. Um, at this time, that I know of, I do not believe that there is an aftermarket, um, you know, external box at DVR that you could get to record that content um, that I'm aware of. Now, Wilts may know something a little different, so I would I would be interested in what, you know, he had to add to that. Yeah, same thing here, uh, J.D. I've not seen one of That's what I've heard uh, a couple people asking about, you know, um, the DVRs have definitely gotten a lot more popular. Um, I know I rely on them pretty heavily myself. Keep a little sanity around the house and make sure I don't miss my shows when we're out to different things. But not that I've heard on Sling TV. Yeah, you yeah. may just have to it, go back and watch some of those shows on demand. Yeah, I think if if 
you know, the, the thing about that would be, uh, you know, in order to access the content on Sling TV, you have to go through a login process uh, to present credentials to be able to access the content. So any aftermarket DVR that you would have to have would have to overcome that um, that option, or, you know, be able to provide um, those credentials. Otherwise, the I think the stream would be, you know, encrypted to it. So. All I right. think that's probably why nobody has so far. Okay, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have um, Brad and Jeff to get to. So if you're listening this morning, you want to join the conversation. We've been talking about uh, different streaming devices like the Chromecast, the Roku. Uh, and we've also been talking about Sling TV, which sounds really attractive. I'm going to kind of look into it when, I, when we get off the air. But if you have any questions about these devices, how they work, or you want to tell us how they work for you, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after for this break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with J.D. Spencer and Wilts Couture. This morning we've been talking about the different streaming devices, Chromecast, uh, Roku, Sling TV is something that's been brought up, and uh, we have, oh, the uh, Fire TV as well. And Brad is on the line in Gulfport with a comment on the Fire Stick. Good morning, Brad. What do you have for us? Uh, good morning. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm actually one of those uh, people, uh, one of those lawbreakers who have uh, jailbroke their uh, Amazon uh, Fire Stick. And uh, I can tell you that it's probably the best thing that I've ever done for uh for myself as far as TV viewing and things like that. Okay, sounds good. All right. Um, the, the, the thing about it is, uh, you know, I, I heard the uh, question with the swing box, is there a, a DVR, that uh, aftermarket DVR that comes with it? With the, uh, with the jailbroke fire stick, uh, you know, it's just, everything's all um, hung up on, on the Internet through a peer-to-peer type of sharing. Mm-hmm. And so it just it kind of just always is sitting there. So, uh there's never a need to record anything, or there's never a need to like own the files. Uh, it's just a, a streaming system. So um, that's why that I think that it's a hard, uh, hard way for anybody to ever uh, get prosecuted or caught doing it, because you're not actually downloading uh, the files and, and saving them yourself. So there's there's no possession or ownership. Okay, well, that's a good answer. All right, uh, Brad, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. All right, thanks. 
Okay, we go next to Jeff, who's in Jackson, with a comment. Good morning, Jeff. What do you have for us? Well, I had a question about um, the uh, streaming devices with Roku and and, uh, services, Hulu and Slingbox. I've thought about cutting the cord on numerous occasions, but I also have always had the fear or the concern about data caps. Mm -hmm. And um, although I've never run into a, a that issue myself, I was wondering if I started streaming everything, uh, not just the things on, on the internet and, and, you know, email and stuff, would I be faced with some problem in the future as far as being cut off? So that's my question. Mm, that's an interesting question, Jeff. Uh, JD, you have anything? Well, um, so I don't experience any data caps with my current internet provider, internet service provider. So when you hear people talk about ISP, um, really on any of my devices, you know, the thing is the uh, the streaming devices run off of your home internet connection. And the only place that um, I'm, my internet service provider doesn't do that, I'm, there may be some local cable companies that might do that. Uh, do you know, it just depends on where you were at and who your provider was. But I don't currently experience any data caps on anything that I'm streaming. Um, even my phone service provider, I've got unlimited everything. So now above a certain gigabyte, you might uh, get uh, what we call throttled a little bit where, you know, they slow it down a little bit above a certain amount. Um, but that would only be really if you were streaming something over your phone data uh, to your TV. But if you are just going through your regular Wi-Fi connection at your house, um, I, my service provider doesn't do any of that that I'm aware of. And even if they did, it would just be a slowing down. And I don't even know if I would really recognize that that happened. So... Yeah. Now, streaming on your regular mobile data connection will eat up your data. Um, so take yeah. advantage of that Wi-Fi because, you know, just watching videos on YouTube, on Facebook, social media, the video stuff really does take up a lot of data. I'm struggling with meeting my data cap right now, so I'm going to have to call AT&T and see if I can get it uh, upgraded so I won't have those overages because they can be costly. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for your call. Did you yeah. have something? I was going to say, I got a a 13 year old daughter. I can definitely uh, verify that streaming on your mobile device can eat up some data. Mm-hmm. Oh, quickly. Absolutely. Okay, the final call. Thanks, Jeff. The final call goes to Pat in Clinton. Good morning, Pat. What do you have for us? Oh, I'll be quick. Great show. Thank you. Uh, when I moved here, I didn't want to hook up to cable, so I wanted to test this business of getting the uh, stations on antenna. So I went to Best Buy. I had researched on the Internet, and I got this little package called Win TV, W-I-N-T-V, because I want to test it on my computer first. It comes with a software package. I load it on my Sony laptop, Windows 4. It's about the size of the thing you plug in is maybe 3 inches by 2 inches, and it comes with a little portable antenna. I get 24 channels on that because I wanted to see what channels I would actually get over the air first. So this little thing was maybe 34 bucks, and it even comes with a little remote control 
and it will it works like a little teeny TiVo. If you have the memory, you can record on your laptop. Works just like a T, uh, the old TiVo TV uh, stations. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to test it first before I tried hooking up an antenna in my house because you have to test and see where you're going to get reception. Anyway, it works great if you've got a laptop and there's a little portable antenna. The little cable is only about four feet long. I stuck it in the window, and I get the same, you know, all those channels. The other thing, I eventually got a TV and went with the antenna like you have, Mm -hmm. and I have a tip, suction cups. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is the perfect tip because uh, the thing keeps falling and it's really annoying. So you're right about, about that. Four suction cups. However, what I did was I took a piece of elastic and tied it like a Christmas package. Mm-hmm. And that's what it hooked the suction cups on. Then you can move it around in your window and everything. Oh, okay. That's great well, advice. I hope I didn't repeat anything. I have a radio in every room doing my housework, so I can't hear the whole show. Oh, well, we appreciate you listening, and that's commitment right there, radio on in every room of the house. Thank you, Pat. But this thing will work on your laptop, even if you don't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got, you got TV. All right. Sounds good, Thank Pat. You. Thanks a lot. Love the show. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, J.D., that's going to wrap us up. We only have about a... Uh, 45 seconds here so we appreciate you being on today jd spencer of spencer web solutions and in studio with me today wilts Couture, information technology expert at new core steel and it instructor at holmes community college wilts thanks for being on thank you all right if you thank want you. all right thanks jd if you want to check out the everyday tech podcast go to mpbonline.org you can find it there or use your own podcast app to look for everyday tech mpb stay tuned folks the original southern remedy is coming up next right here on mpb PB Think Radio.